Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Hey guys, isn't this wonderful atmosphere at the moment? Father, I just thank you for your presence because it's so important. Your presence is so important to us, Father. Moses was given the option. He says, yeah, yeah, you can have everything, Moses, but I'm not, I'm not going with you. My presence isn't going with you. And he goes, well, then we're not leaving here without your presence. Father, some of us have never fully encountered your presence. I'm so grateful, Father, that you are waiting there, ready for us. Whenever we just drop what it is that we've got in the way or what we think you are or what we think we have to do, and we can just rely on Jesus and what he's done for us. Father, thank you for your presence here this morning. Father, thank you for speaking to each one of us through your Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for ministering to us. As we've sung to you, it's so beautiful that you minister to us. Have your way in this moment. Holy Spirit, speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, team, for leading us so beautifully. And church, thank you for responding too. Like, none of us are making this up as we go along. Like, sorry, we are making this up as we go along. No one's planning this. Um, And it's so easy for us to come in and immediately have a... Because... That's fantastic. I wish I could as well. Oh, Rick is going out. River Edge Kids, you can head out. That's what that cartwheel was out the front. That was a... Let them know. It's on. Donkey Kong right there. So last week, um, I was going around and telling people how I used to be this guy in an emergency you could count on. I've done my first aid. I'm a pretty good lateral thinker. Spatial awareness is there. In an emergency, I'm pretty good. I was darn decent. Then I had an injury. I lost the use of my right leg that's coming back at the moment. Coming back, waking up, coming back, waking up, because our words are so powerful. My foot's coming back, waking up. Um, and so, But I'm telling people, you know, if you have to count on me in an emergency, go to someone else. That's me now. I said, like, if I have to, like, if I step onto a road and I hear a car screech, it's, Lord, I'm coming home. There's no time to run. There's no... I can't run. And I'm telling people, that's it. I can't run anymore. I'm not that guy anymore. So during the week, um, I'm walking past my beehive. And now it's, I'm getting ready to harvest it. And it's that time of year, they're a little bit feisty. Anyway, I've walked past and my finger has hit a bee. Dink. Now, usually that means nothing. If you're around a beehive and a bee starts, if you start getting dinged by a bee, that's back off. Go away. But if, well, anyway... They were heightened, and when I dinged this bee, he stung me. And I'm like, oh, sting, that's unusual. Flicked it out of my finger. Finger started swelling up with histamines. But there's another interesting thing that bees do, especially when they're feisty, is that they tag you with a pheromone. A pheromone, thank you, up the back there. Because I'm going, what's that thing that bees, they've got a scent? You know, we have them as well, humans. You know, they attract us or repel us. Pheromones. So they sting you with a pheromone. Immediately, all the other bells go, bells, bees go, danger. 
he's a nasty one, get him. So I had a bunch of bees just descend on me in a millisecond and praise the Lord. Stephen found out he could run. It's not pretty, I can tell you now. But Stephen ran for like 100 meters down to the back of the property, across the back of the property, back up to the, the house again. Like it was a three, 400 meter sprint, just flat out. I don't know where my legs were at the time, but they were keeping up with the rest of me. So, and I was thinking, your goodness is running after me just like those bees. Your goodness and mercy is running after me. It's unrelenting, Lord, just like bees. I've got a pheromone on me, Lord, that your, your goodness and mercy is running after me just like those bees. And no joke, I had like seven stings on my butt. One decent one, and all the rest of them trying to get through my linen shorts, you know, like. I just wanted to tell you that. I, I said, to, I tell Kylie's funny stories about me all the time, and I say, you know I'm telling you this so that we can laugh at me. It's so that we can laugh at you as well. She never shares. Never shares any funny stories. But you know when I tell stories up here, it's, it's so that you can laugh at yourself. It's actually really healthy for us to be able to laugh at ourselves. Some of you are straightening up now going, that's never. <laughs> Not going to happen. So I just want to quickly speak out of Deuteronomy. Because um, this, is, this is wild where we are this morning. So I'm reading through Deuteronomy. and Because um, that's where we seem to be at the moment. We're spending a lot of time, we're looking at the wilderness time and what happened in the wilderness. And just before that, all the stuff that God was doing in leading them out. And I, I feel there's, there's parallels. What God's showing us is parallels to us coming out of a dark time, to us coming out of any enslavement in our life, any, anything that might be holding us back. I'm just going to let that sit because all of us have something in our life which is holding us back. It is for freedom that Jesus set us free. So no longer come under old bondages and slavery. Put down my cup of loving kindness and thanksgiving to the Lord, Roy Boss. So I primarily want to look at Deuteronomy with the blessings. Isn't that nice? That's where I want to go. I want to go to blessings. Who, who, who wants to look at anything else? Oh, you want to go to God. You want to go, right, God, where are your promises about blessing? Let me go to those. But there's something about that. God shows us a pattern in life. With life, there's always death. Death must happen for life to come forth. It, it just happens in life. Wherever you go, that's the pattern. There's blessings and cursings in life. There is. But God puts specific ones on our behavior. There's curses in life, like Terribulus terrestris. You've heard it before. California punctuated, Calthrop. It's a prickle that grows around here during summer. It goes wild. If you could graft some worthwhile plant onto it, you could grow it in a drought. It would be the most verdant, virile plant. It would take over everything. But it only has a few really good things to it, this weed. But it gets into the soil. It's a curse. It seems to be a curse. Uh, but it's for me to manage. It's a curse, but it's a benefit for me to manage it. Because I get to see God in my life. I get to see God's patterns. So when I'm out there even dealing with curses in my life, it's a blessing. Do, am I painting that well enough? Oh, I hope I am. 
So God says in verse in chapter 30, verse 1, he says, when all these blessings and curses. Now, I could read them out, but there's 30 chapters of them. There's a lot of them in there. There's a lot of requirements that God's putting on. And you might go, why did God put so many requirements on us? Because we're flippin' complex creatures. We go, oh, God says don't do this, but I'll get away with this. Who doesn't do that? Oh, God says, don't, don't, don't. I didn't say anything about this then. Not specifically. He doesn't say anything specifically about social media. Speaking of sharks. So when all these blessings and cursings that I have set before you come on you and you take them to heart, we really need to be mindful in life. Last week, Adrian um, spoke the message and he, he just quickly, sorry, yeah, it was a brilliant message, sorry, didn't know what you were shouting at me there, and, but he just alluded to one time when Moses went up onto the, the mountain and uh, they're fighting and he seemed to notice that when he raised his arms, they were winning and when his arms went down, they were losing. How many of us would notice that? He was mindful of the situation. Lord, you, oh, ah, hmm. Test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. So when all the blessings and cursing come on you, he was mindful. He was mindful of what was going on in his life. So many of us are mindful of what's going bad, but we don't, when it's going good, we just lose it. We, we, we forget about all his benefits. We forget about his requirements. We forget about all these things because we're human. That's why we have all these things in our life. So when they all happen and you take them to heart, wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations and when you and your children will turn to the Lord, every time I turn around, your goodness and mercy will follow me. Every time I turn around, when they return to the Lord, return to the Lord. You might think, why are we singing that line? Because repentance is a blessing. Repentance is such a beautiful thing that we can change our mind, change our behavior, change our destiny, change our lifestyle, change our legacy. Sorry to say that really loud, but it's important. And when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey Him with all your heart and with all your soul according to everything I command you, and then your Lord God will restore your fortunes and have compassion. Does this sound good? And have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations. Come home. And even if you've been banished to the most distant lands under the heavens, sometimes we feel like that. We're in a remote place, so lonely in that. This is a promise to everybody that God... God's got a standard here. And what is it? Okay. Oh, my goodness. There's so much to bring out here. Verse 11. Thanks, Jess. I was going to say Das, but you changed. Now, what I am commanding you today. <laughs> sorry. Brains and mouth. Now, what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. When we come to laws and regulations and rules in our life, we go, aw, so hard. It's so rough. Why do they do that? It's not hard. It's not tough. Some of these things were really simple, like do not secretly murder your neighbor. Obviously, you can do it in the open, but don't do it secretly. No, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> There's a bunch in there you've got to read. One of them is don't have 
un, oh, I think I gave it to you. Deuteronomy, I'm going to jump around on you now, Jess. Deuteronomy 25, 13. Do not have differing weights. Do not have differing weights with you. Don't have a heavy one. Don't have a light one in your bag. Don't have a heavy one. Don't have a light one in your house. And we go, oh, yeah, so I don't get ripped off. Yeah, that's good. So you don't get ripped off. You must have, verse 15 says, you must have accurate and honest weights and measures so that you may live long in the land. So long life is attested to having good weights and measures. Yeah, I've seen people, I've heard of people getting killed because they were ripped somebody off. But that's not what it's talking about. It's actually talking about what do you value? What, what measures do you have in life? You can't have one rule with somebody and use a re- very, have a very heavy rule on somebody else, a very heavy weight, and you have a very light weight in your life. That's what it's, and in your home, you have a very heavy weight on what others are required to do and others are expected to do, and you've got a very light weight. This is very good stuff for all of us in here. So it's not hard for you, as it says in, um, where was I up to? Verse 9, I think it was. No, no, verse 11. Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it because it's so high and lofty for us. We're just mere humans so that we can obey it. Nor is it down in the sea so that we can ask who will cross the sea and get it. It's so deep and it's so dark and it's way down that I can't fully comprehend it or see the depth of it. Verse 14, it says, no, the word is near you it is in your mouth and it's in your heart so that you may obey it. And I've been just pondering on that, meditating on that. The Word of God is near. He's saying this to a people that up until then had shown that they didn't really have a lot of the Word of God in them. Their behavior showed otherwise. But he says, it's in you. And then I look back at the laws. All these laws are the way that we want to be treated in life. They are all the laws that we say, yes, we want people to treat us like this. And yet we don't want to always, it takes effort to treat other people well. It's a lifestyle change to start being generous in your life. If you've been a stingy person, it is a rough thing to kill yourself off and become generous. It's not hard to do. It's right there. So all these things... Why is the word near you? Why is it so easy to do? Because we want this for us. We want people to treat us well. We want all this good, you know, we want the benefits and the blessings. And honestly, for people that don't treat us well, we want the curses for them. No, some of you aren't laughing well as much as what you are inside. You might go, oh, Stephen, no. <laughs> we do. We're looking at Israel at the moment and going, oh, whichever side you're on, you want the others to lose because you hear it everywhere. Israel's doing this, Israel's doing that. Oh, I can't wait until they're wiped out. Oh, Israel's doing nothing. Hamas is doing this, uh, Palestine, that. Thank you, Father. You've got it all in control. See, I don't know what God's going to do over there, but I know what he wants me to do here. Too many of us are wondering what's over there, what's in China, what's in the Ukraine, what's in Russia. We're not praying about it. It's become a God. The number one thing, did I brush over that way too quickly? It's become an idol. 
the number one law, the number one rule, the number one statement that God says is have no other gods above me. He is the king who says me. (laughs) No other gods above me. None. None. James got that. None. So why do we do it? Why do we do it? Because honestly, each one of us has a God in here. And we'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have things that we turn to. We have things that take up our time. We have things that take up our attention. Things that we turn to first thing in the day. I do. That take up my attention that are distractions in my life. And Steve and Sally came and spoke a prophetic word about this is a time of just, we need to be aware of distractions at the moment. Distractions. So my message today is on life choices, life choices, because he goes on to say, but um, yes, uh, wait, I've got to find the, yeah, verse 19, sorry, Das, this is wonderful, and this is Moses standing up there and he's saying, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses, not for you, against you. Oh, I, I would like the earth and the heavens to witness for me about the goodnesses of God and, and all these things. Not to witness against me, but it's there. The pattern is in there. God's pattern is throughout creation that whenever you see his pattern there, it's there. So We can't expect something other from God than what we've seen in his pattern and creation and it's all there. This day I call the heavens and earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Now, choose life. Choose life so that you and your children may live. So you and your children and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the Lord is your life and he will give you many years. This is so brilliant. Okay. Choose life. How do we, so I'm laying in bed the other night and I'm, I start complaining with God about something in my life. <laughs> and it was so beautiful because I'm complaining and I'm saying, how are you going to sort this out? And I've realized that my joy in life, our joy in life is to actually wait and see how God's goodness is going to work out in a situation. It's like, that fills me with faith and hope. So it's no, no matter how smelly and rank it is at the moment, what's he going to do with this? Because I've got some compost in my garden. It's amazing when it turns into beautiful strawberries. I don't want to eat compost, but strawberries are amazing. Life choices. Life choice. So I started in this situation. I'm complaining with God and I'm having conversation. And then I realize I'm not choosing life. Like in my head, my spirit. No, it's probably not in my head. It's probably in my spirit. He's going, you know that. Life and death's there, Steve. Like blessing and cursing, prosperity, and you know, it's all there, Steve. You've got to choose life. And, I'm, and as I'm praying, I'm like, I've got to choose life. And then I find myself saying, I'm, I want to choose life. Lord, I want to choose life. I choose life in this. I choose life in this. I choose life in this. And I just kept, my, kept saying, and as every time I said it, I got an answer. 
It was like, oh yeah, because all of a sudden it wasn't about the problem, it was about me and I was like, I want to choose life. How do I choose life in there? Regardless of what that problem is, how do I choose life in this that it's free free for everyone else? So what is it in your life that you need to choose life in, not death? Gee, this went really ominous lighting for a second. We're taking up an offering after the service today for, for sound, but lighting has to be in there as well because just, yeah. So what is it in it? Kyle, this service started off, this hour, sorry, our ecclesia, our gathering today began with God speaking with us. I don't want to miss opportunities in God, ever, 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 ever. But we need to change our choices. Life and death is before us every day. Blessing and cursing is before us every day. It is in the pattern that God has put there. And we think it's got to do with right and wrong. Now I can step into cursing, unfortunately, with just some really bad decisions. I can't always step into blessing with just some good decisions. Blessing's a different thing. Blessing is a lifestyle. It's not just a behavior modification program, you know, to make me want to change my behavior so I get the blessing for it. It's not rewards. It's actually, I value the fruit of this lifestyle. I value God above everything else. So... When he says, have no other gods, where are you going when you have a problem? Do you go to him? Do you go to somebody else? Where do you go? Do you complain? I I find now that if I complain, it doesn't work. It doesn't give me anything. Does complaining help anyone? Please, correct me if I'm wrong. But the Bible tells me not to complain, not to grumble, because I'm accusing God when I do. So each one of us... We have accusation and grumbling in our life. And I'm just like, whatever you're grumbling about, whatever you're complaining about, here's how you fix it. Choose life. And you might go, oh, what? I don't know what the life situation is in there. Neither do I. Pray. Inquire of the Lord. There's a plan. Has anyone ever done that before? I'm sure in Scripture I've heard that term, inquire of the Lord, because many of them did and many of them didn't. Those that did got answers. Those that didn't got presumption and usually got a failed battle or people killed. Here it says, no, the word of the Lord's with you. If you do this, if you choose life, you will live, your children will live. This is something that goes beyond just me. See, we pray today, Lord, change me, do this for me, do this. Whereas back then they said, Lord, be mindful of Israel. May your heart be for your people. Whereas we're just all me, me, me. Whereas this morning, I changed my attitude a bit this morning. I'm going, Lord, move on your people not just individuals. I'm not just praying for you individual. I'm saying, Lord, move on your people. Move on your people. So we've got to change some of this thing. It's changed from just me to it's generational. And so that you may love the, So choose life so that you may love the Lord your God. That's in there. Choose life today so that you may love the Lord your God. Oh, wait a minute. Don't I love the Lord my God so that I choose life? No, no, no. When you choose life, you get to love Him so much more. 
Can't explain it. Wish I could. But as I'm saying, I choose life, choose life, choose life in desperation, knowing that I had dug myself into a grumbling cave and I needed to get out of it. And I'm running out like a madman. I choose life. I choose life. (laughs) Yeah, that's not ugly at all, is it? (laughs) That was not Stephen running. I can't be Stephen anymore. I looked at a video. We're doing Bridie's video at home for Bridie and Johnny's video for their wedding. And, um, and I saw me walk down the aisle with Bridie. And it was the last time I had my walk. And I'm like, oh, there's Stephen. None of you know what I'm talking about. Because you've still got you. I lost Stephen last year. No, you're, no, 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 no. This is so true. Your walk, your gait is unique to you. Your kids will get it a bit, but it will be unique to you. It is like a fingerprint. No one else has your walk, and mine's gone. <laughs> and now I've got this thing. <laughs> Sorry. Get back to it. What's your walk in life? Let's make this scriptural. Get back. <laughs> so that you may love the Lord your God. As you, as you give yourself over, as you surrender, as you submit, as you humble yourself, <laughs> humble yourself before the hand of the Lord that he may exalt you, may he may lift you up. Oh my goodness, all of a sudden, whatever it was, and it, and it might just be a residue, it might just be a remnant, or it could be something really a stronghold there, but God can deal with it. When you make a life choice, thank you, Lil. When you make a life choice to choose life, choose life, choose life, choose life, you get to love the Lord your God more. And then you get to listen to His voice. It's in there. Choose life so that you will listen to His voice. Because when you're saying, I want to choose life in this situation, you, become, you come to a discerning moment where you have to know one way or the other. You come to a crossroads. You have to look for the ancient paths. You have to stop and then look for where God is calling you. This is, guys, this is, I'm not, the answers aren't all here, but the answers are in this. The answers are in this. (laughs) Sometimes we want all the answers and it's like, no, 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 go and find it. And hold fast. This is the final one. Choose life so that you can hold fast to him. Without choosing life, you're not. You're going to be grumbling, complaining, and just, you're going to actually prove to yourself Time and time again, when God hasn't, you, what you believe hasn't come through for you. But you've got to wipe that out with gratitude. You've got to wipe that out with thanksgiving and praise. You've got to wipe that out and say, I'm going to choose life in this. I've been, because, yeah, because going back in time, back in the 1980s, there was a band, I think it was out of Sweden, Frank would know this one, called Roxette. Correct? Thank you. Shout out to my Swedes. They had a song in there, listen to your heart when it's calling to you. I don't know if that's the words. Listen to your heart. This is nothing else you can do. Give me some echo. Out of nowhere. Ah, oh, yeah. Those lines are stupid. Yeah, okay. Your, your heart's a filthy liar. Don't listen to your heart. Your heart will lie to you. Your heart will be attracted to things that it's attracted to and then get disappointed because you don't get them. And then it's longing after. Your heart's a filthy liar. Oh, my goodness. Listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit. See, 
our soul is, is sort of part of our spirit. I can't fully, yeah. But listen more, your soul cry is more important than your heart cry. Because your soul cry is part of the eternal. Your heart cry is just all flesh. Come on. <laughs> nah, wrong crowd. I know. I know the things that my heart goes after in life, after a while, that they're just so, so anymore. And then you've got to reignite it again. It's like, ah, your heart's a filthy liar. Don't listen to your heart. Go and inquire of the Lord. And don't complain to others. My heart's been hurt by these other people. You know, please heal it. No one can heal your heart. Only God can. And he restores it. Oh, I love that. If you're able, can you stand with me this morning? We're just going to finish up now. God is so good. What was that? Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm in a singing mood this morning. What are we going to do, Lil? Oh. <laughs> Key of A flat minor. That was me once when I was digging underground. It collapsed. <laughs> I have to laugh at myself primarily because I know that my father in heaven laughs at me when I do things I'm going oh but dad it's (laughs) he just goes toughen up boy rise above it rise above it that's what my father my earthly father always said to me when I had a problem and I went to him he says well you're gonna have to rise above it I'm like really I wanted my dad to go and defend me and he gave me the best advice ever rise above it we get to rise when all these things are happening in the world just whack myself when all these things are happening in the world and it says when earthquakes when all these things when wars and rumours of wars happen what are we called to do rise rise look up let your vision rise let let it rise Father what are you doing what are you doing Come on out. I'm getting a wave off somebody saying, hey, I've got something to share. So is it all right if somebody shares something? I I trust him. Um, God spoke to me a bit before. Um, He said um, when the disciples were in the boat and while they're in the boat, when they looked at the cares of this world, they didn't sink because they were in the boat. But when the cares of this world capture you and you sink, that proves you're out of the boat. Do you understand where I'm coming from? God, um, when we see Jesus, He bids us to come. But we've got to get out of the boat. And God, I'm just you're the church, I'm going to speak to you. He's bidding you to come out of the boat. And the things that keep you in the boat is not necessarily the bad things. It's the things that make you secure. That captivate that like captivate you for security. But when we see Jesus, he 
it's up to us to say, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And then you get out of the boat. And when Peter looked at the cares of this world, he sunk. Are we prepared to live a life that's out of the boat? It's scary because you can be captivated by good things. Social media, all that. It can, be, it can captivate you. But when you're out of the boat, you will sink because it takes your eyes off Him. And so I just want to probably recognize Lily this morning is that she was... Where was she gone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were there. It's like even when you're praying, when you're playing this morning, that's Jesus. You were Jesus this morning. And that bid us to come. So don't stop. That's thanks, Dan. That yeah, 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 you can appreciate that word because that's I'm actually digesting it a bit. Because that's different. This is a isn't the walk with Jesus a uniquely individual walk? We are corporately, we come together, but each walk, each one of our walks is distinctly unique. <laughs> it's so beautiful and creative. And God's heart for each one of us, like He has the infinite amount of children. I'm looking at Ezra walking up to the stage. And my heart grew when he was born. I didn't, I didn't know what, he was, what a grandchild would do. But it, it's not that it turns you into a different person because it expands you. And so God, we sometimes think God has too much on his plate. No. He loves us infinitely, each one. It's not that he has infinite love so each one of us gets a little bit. He has infinite love for each one. And in that, he's bidding us this material world that you hold on to, that you're putting your trust in, whatever it might be. See, back then, it was they made idols out of wood and gold or, or metals. And they said, well, my God's not doing it. But when I prayed to this, oh, something good happened. Oh, when, I, when, I went to the, when I got this off social media, oh, that made me feel better. And it might. But God doesn't want you to get it through there. He wants you to get it through connection with Him. Let go of that, whatever it is. Get out of the boat. Oh, my goodness. Choose life. It might seem dangerous, but choosing life is the safest. It might seem scary, but choosing life is the best bet. Can we do that today? This is intimate between us and God. This is corporate, but it's intimate between us and our Father. Whatever that that is, whatever you need breakthrough today with, it's here. Victory's here. Freedom's here. So speak it out. The Word of the Lord, Word of God is near you. It's in your mouth. Make the request or inquire of God, whatever it is in this time. Let's just do this now. I'm praying for God to move powerfully here in situations, whatever that is. <laughs> Father, I just thank you right now that you've brought us to this place. And Father, you've brought us right for this moment for things to get 
for us to be delivered, for us to be set free, for us to be established, for us to be strengthened, for us to be built up, for us to be, yeah, energized and refreshed. Father, for all that, turning around and washing us, making us whole. Father, I just thank you for your love. But also, I'm mindful of the requirement that is on us. <laughs> Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. Father, outwork your goodness in each one of our lives. You can ask that right now. You can say, Father, yes, outwork your goodness in this area. Father, I know that you're going to do it. It's my joy now to, to see you outwork your goodness in this. Don't let anything steal your joy, guys. Don't let it steal your joy. Don't give it away. Don't give your joy away. It's our joy to see God's goodness outworked in this. <laughs> joy from Ezra. Yay. Amen. Amen. What a glorious day. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.